Okay. Today, my guest is Professor Christine Chen. I'll keep my introduction short to maximize our time with her. In the next 30 minutes or so, we'll talk about Christine as a person. Professor Chen is a thought leader and esteemed scholar, and finally, as a mentor to many PhD students and junior faculty. For the sake of time, I'll skip many of her accomplishments and give you a very quick snapshot. Professor Chen is an associate dean at the University of Hong Kong. Her research interests include foreign market entry decision, anti-mode choice, international joint ventures, performance of foreign affiliates of multinational corporations. Her research was pu published in GIPS and SMJ, among others. Christina, uh, Christina received uh, the best paper award from the Asia Academy of Management in 2012, 2006, 2004. She received the 2010 Academic Award for the Best Book of the Year, the Best Paper Award from IM Division at AOM uh, in 2003. And also in 2003, um, she received the Barry Richmond Best Dissertation Award and was a finalist at the Douglas Nye Best Paper Award. Thank you, Christine, for joining us. Okay, thank you very much for your invitation. I really enjoy, you know, um, the next 30 minutes of our conversation that will share, you know, some of my, you know, um, personal life and also the research and also the journeys that I've been, you know, gone through in the past 20 years. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Perfect. Uh, Christine, uh, what did you want to become when you were a child? Oh, when I was a child, I still remember. I was asked by my high school teacher to write an essay um, about what I wanted to become. I still remember that one time I wanted to become a nurse uh, because I, I can help a lot of people um, who are in need. And also I feel like, you know, I felt like, you know, um, my character fits very well uh, with this kind of, you know, job. And obviously, as uh, you all noticed that I couldn't become a nurse uh, because uh, the worst subject was biology. So, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, and, so, so that's why. Yeah. Um, where did you grow up? Uh, in Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in Hong Kong and also I studied in Hong Kong and uh, I also received my education, undergraduate education and also postgraduate education in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, how did you choose academia? Oh, okay. Um, I still remember, okay, uh, when I was an undergraduate student, so I got a chance to, to read some um, journal articles, and I was very inspired by the research work. I feel like, wow, uh, the scholar seems like it's working on something very um, you know, difficult to understand, and a very, you know, abstract, you know, um, concept, you know, and also, and also provide, you know, very in-depth knowledge. So um, after reading, you know, um, these uh, journal articles, I feel like, oh, maybe I'm thinking about what I should do, you know, after, you know, my, um, I finished my undergraduate um, education. So then I realized that maybe I should go for uh, the research direction. So therefore I talked to some of um, my professor at that point in time. So they um, actually gave us, you know, some ideas about, you know, research because I, I was very green at that point in time. So they, they also worry about whether or not I did understand what research was about. So that's why I had a, you know, several talk with uh, many professors and then they gave me advice and direction. Then I finally decided to go for this direction. And then I applied for the MT program. And I, of course, during, you know, the, um, the training at the, uh, I still remember the first year, I was uh, very, you know, it's still like, it's very, very difficult to understand all the concepts. It's very abstract. Even though the term management, it took, 
maybe uh, I, the professor a few lecture, you know, a, a few seminars to, to explain. So I feel like, you know, uh, but I like challenge. And then so, so therefore I, I really want to become a scholar because I like challenge. And uh, maybe you also asked me why I want to, I wanted to choose the IB. I want to yeah. become an IB scholar uh, because my parents are some you know um, businesses. So um, I still remember when I was a child. They uh, I mean at home you know my my parents actually discuss a lot about you know the difficulties that you know um, they encounter when they enter into um, different countries or locations. So I just listened because, of course, I could I couldn't help. But I just felt like, wow, why, why we, you know, actually they had a lot of, you know, uh, problems. I feel like, you know, the world is just a one single market. I was very naive. So I said, uh, then I, uh, after you know they explain, you know, what kind of problems uh, they encounter, and also of course they fail in some markets. That's uh, for sure. And then I realized that oh maybe uh, I should choose uh, IB as my you know main field. I really want to understand uh, why you know some firms or multinational corporations they become so successful, uh, even though you know for maybe thirty and even a longer period of time. And why some you know um, firms they failed uh, when they enter you know in a new market. So uh, maybe that's the reason why I um, would like to choose you know uh, IB as the as my main field. Yeah, and also when I was a when I was a kid, my parents also took me to different countries um, during the holidays, and I also um, realized that you know um, there's such a huge differences um, between countries in terms of maybe language and also the um, the cultural values, habits, behavior, weather, and food, everything. So I actually developed you know the curiosity at that point in time. So so that's why uh, when I you know, reach you know the, the uh, reach the point that I need to make my decision which direction I should go because uh, at that point in time I was I was, um, I was uh, actually thinking uh, about you know um, you know OB or IB okay so so then for for the reasons I just explained so I finally decided to go for this um, direction as the main field of research. I mean, it worked out great for you obviously, but I'm I'm curious. Uh, very early on, you had. Uh, uh, Douglas Nye Best Paper Award uh, nomination, and then you got the uh, Barry Richmond uh, Best Dissertation Award. Uh, obviously, it, it, it is not luck. There is a lot of hard work behind it. But uh, you just said you got into IB uh, scholarship right after undergrad because you were interested in reading these abstract uh, thinking. Um, What's the trick? What's the trick to writing these great dissertations and uh, these uh, uh, getting these nominations and international recognitions? Mm. Well, from my perspective, I have to say that I was still lucky at that point in time because I I chose an area and uh, because um, that was a kind of you know the new research directions. Um, maybe because of you know the experience that I encountered when I was a child, so I really want to know you know the differences between country, and um, maybe for example one uh, one of the papers that I published um, during my you know um, early career life is uh, does country matter? So because um, in the past I think uh, scholars even though in the um, strategic many field or maybe uh, even in uh, IB field. So maybe mainly uh, focus on, you know, the uh, so-called the uh, firm level effect and also the industry level effect. 
So they make a lot of contribution, you know, um, to explain, you know, the um, uh, the firm level effect and also the industry level effect. So then I feel like, you know, country level effect actually is um, has been, you know, um, missing. And also, um, and also because I chose the, you know, the area is IB. So that I feel like, you know, and also according to my personal experience, I noticed in you know, a huge country differences. Okay, in terms of you know the institution finance, so therefore I chose uh, this particular topic. I think this is a, at that point of time. So this uh, topic is a, uh, was a relatively new, and also um, generate you know uh, quite a number you know a, a lot of discussion you know among the scholars. So um, so that's why I, I thought I was still lucky to pick you know, the right topic, and also I. And I think I there's only uh, there's also one thing that I want to mention. Maybe it's also my weakness at that point of time, um, persistent. So I could only work on one thing at one time. Okay, so that's why I spend a lot of time to just think about you know one research ideas and how to you know perfect it, how to come up with you know a good framework to kind of to um, tell the audience what I really want to say and why you know the research is so important. So I think from my perspective, persistence and maybe it's um, also contributes. Uh, this persistence may also become, you know, um, uh, may not be, you know, uh, uh, or may, I would have to say, uh, maybe uh, some disadvantage because I can only concentrate on one thing at a time. So I cannot do, you know, uh, multitasking at that point of time. But uh, of course, throughout the years, I developed, you know, my experience. So, so I can work on different projects at the same time. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, something that is not on your CV that people might find interesting about you. Mm, I think I love eating. I love food. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I love uh, online shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and also whenever I have time, so I search for, you know, a nice restaurant with a nice food and more important is nice view. I really enjoy nice view. So that's why I chose uh, this background today. <laughs> <Perfect>. Yeah. <clears throat> if you stopped being an academic and if you could choose a different career path, an alternative career path, what would you do? Uh, I'm very sure that I worked for multinational corporations. Uh, I like to, you know, um, find, you know, the business opportunities um, in different countries. So for sure, I, I, I should work for the, um, should work for the multinational corporations. Yeah. <laughs> and that's also the focus of my research. I'll always focus on multinational corporations and the decisions in foreign countries. Uh, about the regret question, uh, what is one thing you wish you would have done differently or uh, maybe not even do mm. the regrets that you have? Okay, so um, I think there's only one thing that I haven't done uh, is uh, I haven't, you know, taken any long holidays. Um, <laughs> this is something that I really want to have, but not at this moment. So not at this moment. Uh, what are you most passionate about? Um, if I have some um, spare time, so I will have, you know, um, yoga practice. And also I love to have a walk at the um, Victoria Peak in Hong Kong. And also it's also a very, very nice view. I really enjoy nice view. Yeah. This is what I personally about. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, let's uh, talk about research. <clears throat> 
how do you explain the importance of your research and what you do to uh, laymen who who don't read JIPS or SMJ, the people mm -hmm. walking behind you uh, outside the, the window? Uh, if you run across these people in a pub or in the uh, park, if they ask you what you do, uh, what do you tell? Mm, okay, so um, of course I would tell them I'm a you know um, university professor. Will teach uh, students about you know how firms or multinational corporations uh, they do businesses in different countries uh, because of the large you know um, country level you know differences. And um, I think this is a kind of you know the, the um, initial answer that I I would provide um, to them. And then then uh, if they ask me more about okay how to do business, uh, can you explain a bit more? Then I will say that well um, I will you know uh, in general I will examine how the um, institutional environment or the business environment affect the performance of multinational corporations and also their you know, foreign market entry strategies. Because when they enter into different markets, they also have to determine, okay, which market they should enter first and then when they should enter you know, different markets and also how they should enter different markets. This is all about you know, foreign market you know, entry strategies. So if they have uh, more interest uh, uh, or they have interest to know more, then I will explain to them that, okay, in addition to teaching, and also I have to work on some research. And this part, I, they feel, you know, they have some, you know, uh, interest to know more Then I can explain to them that, okay, actually I have, you know, two uh, lines of research. And the first line of research, actually, I focus on, you know, the between country differences, because we all know that countries are very different. Okay, so then um, I will try to explain to, to them that, you know, I actually purpose uh, uh, papers and the first papers are just uh, that's country matter papers. I just asked what you mentioned. Then I will I explain to them that, okay, because in the past, you know, um, uh, the scholars, uh, management scholars, they focus mainly on, you know, the um, industry effect and firm level effect and the country level uh, effect actually has been missing. And then the research findings actually show that you know, the country effect um, actually uh, is as important as the industry's effect. And this country effect actually is, a, is a much stronger in the emerging market. And then the next question is that, oh, okay, we know that uh, country, you know, doesn't matter. We know that because of the country differences. Then I will tell them that, okay, then the next paper that I've been working on is which country matters. Okay, so then I explained to them that, you know, I examined, you know, the um, institutional de development level of, uh, you know, different countries and explained to them that how these, you know, um, the differences in the institutional development level of countries um, influence the performance of multinational corporations. And then I would say that, well, actually in, in, the, um, in the host country with a very well uh, institutional um, uh, or well-developed institutions and actually um, multinational corporations, they perform worse, okay? Because of, you know, the huge, uh, because the, the business environment is very good, you know, is a, have a well-developed infrastructure and business system, banking system. And so this kind of, you know, good institution environment attract many, you know, um, multinational uh, corporations enter this market and then, um, then the competitive pressure is very strong and lead to you know, lower um, performance. 
And I also will explain to them, okay, um, uh, actually some multinational corporations, when they enter into, you know, um, markets with different, you know, institutions and development levels, sometimes they may not be able to perform, you know, a detailed analysis, you know, like maybe the cost and benefit analysis uh, because of limited information. So then what should they do? So then in this case, they will just imitate or maybe follow the other, you know, multinational corporations behavior. So that's why I also have a, a two other papers that focus on the mimetic behaviors. I realized that actually, according to my example, I realized that multinational corporations and actually they follow the, um, the ownership choice uh, behavior and also the location choice decision of other multinational corporations. So this is all uh, about my first um, lines of research. Then the second line of research actually focuses on the within country differences, especially we know that in many large, uh, you know, um, kind of economies like the US and also maybe China and India, there should be a huge, you know, within country, you know, differences. Because if I take China as an example, so um, uh, we know that, you know, uh, there's a huge difference between Shanghai and it's a, uh, um, it's located along the um, coastal um, uh, area. Uh, it's very different from, you know, uh, let's say Xi'an in the, uh, the inner city. So I feel like, you know, this uh, within country differences um, has been ignored by many um, managers, actually, when, when I talk to them. So then I feel like this is very important to, to discuss, you know, the within country differences. So therefore, I also work on another paper is about, you know, um, that's subnational regional matters. So that means uh, whether or not the within country um, differences matter. And I also find that, you know, um, actually subnational um, regional effect um, does matter in explaining um, the uh, performance of multinational corporations. So I think this is also a, a new uh, research direction. Then I also work on two other papers. I um, chose a China as an example and also study the within country you know, differences. And in particular, I pick uh, the um, institutional change, um, the pro-market reform. So I realized that you know, the pro-market reforms uh, in terms of the speed, in terms of the uh, predictivity, and in terms of the synchronization, um, also varies you know, um, across you know, um, subnational region within China. So in general, I find that you know, um, foreign affiliates, um, their performance so actually um, not so good uh, if the pro-market reform uh, is slow, it's unpredictable and unsynchronized. But then I come up with some strategy on how to handle uh, this particular situation. So come up with some strategy. Actually, if they encounter, you know, um, uh, uh, the uh, let's say unpredictable uh, pro-market reform and the speed is first slow and also you know the, the changes actually is very unsynchronized then I suggest uh, multinational corporations should get some help so to get the local help from the uh, so-called the uh, deeply embedded uh, firms or they can get regional help. So that means that uh, the other, you know, foreign affiliates from the same home, same company, same international corporations, but they are uh, located in different regions in China, can get the subnational help from them, or get the global help from the parent, you know, uh, firms.
And then I also work on another, you know, related papers. I feel like, you know, in some regions um, in, in China, for example, I also take China as an example. So I feel like, you know, um, they encounter uh, the formal institutional deficiency. So they can use their uh, ownership uh, level strategy to deal with the formal uh, institutional deficiency. So they can let lower uh, whenever, you know, when they enter into a subnational region. So, and the, there is a you know, um, huge formal um, institutional deficiency, they can lower, you know, their um, ownership level when they enter, you know, the subnational uh, region. Or they should enter in the subnational region with the you know, better informal institution because the informal institution can also you know, um, substitute the formal institutional deficiency. So because uh, if I take China as an example, even though in the same uh, region, so I focus on you know, the formal and, and also informal institutions. So let's say um, in a uh, particular you know, uh, region, so we will not expect that you know, the region will, will, uh, will have you know, um, very good, well-established formal and also informal institutions. So therefore, so I feel like, oh, maybe if, if a multinational corporation is really enter into uh, a region with a, you know, um, formal institutional deficiency, you know, they can always rely on the local culture or the informal institution to help them to deal with uh, all the difficulties they, they handle. So this is about, you know, the um, second line of research because I feel like, you know, um, the within country differences are actually very, very important. And um, uh, actually many managers, they ignored because sometimes I had a chance to talk, you know, the, um, the senior management or maybe the CEOs. So um, especially they're not, you know, um, familiar with this part of the world. So they feel like, okay, China, okay, um, it's, a, it's a large market, it's a potential market. So sometimes they may not put, um, a, you know, um, attention on the within country, you know, differences. So, so therefore I feel like, you know, um, the research findings um, may provide them with some major implications. So this is about my second uh, lines of research. Perfect, thank you. I mean, you, you covered a lot of ground here. Uh, I, I want to ask you, uh, uh, I mean, you mentioned between or within country differences as an omitted variable, and then you built on, on that thing for your research. What other things, what other things are uh, omitted, neglected, or maybe we need to cover more of, we need to pay attention to more of in the next five to 10 years, what, what would those be? Okay, so I feel like, you know, um, the new competitive advantage of the um, emerging, emerging economy firms should be, you know, the, um, the areas of focus. Uh, because uh, the World Bank already, you know, uh, projected that the emerging economies will account for nearly 50% of the GDP maybe in the, in the next uh, 20 or 30 years. So I expect these uh, emerging economy firms they should have developed their own new unique set of competitive advantage uh, that can drive the economic growth of the countries. So therefore I feel like, you know, um, uh, the scholar uh, should uh, explore the unique set of competitive advantage of these uh, emerging economy firms. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> about the uh, thing that you would advise your PhD students uh, maybe to steer away from so that uh, maybe it is 
maybe too crowded, maybe it is overly studied, uh, things that are not going to be fruitful in your opinion in the next uh, decade. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel like, you know, there are always opportunities. There's always, you know, new research uh, directions for, um, for scholars, especially in our, you know, um, IB field. So I think the environment has been um, changing in the past few years. And also during the pandemic, we have observed uh, many um, drastic uh, changes. So we work from home. So we have um, many Zoom meetings like this. And also many people and also employees, I, uh, I realized that they quit their job and start their businesses. And uh, the online businesses are booming and also the global supply chain are disrupted. So these changes actually create many research um, directions for scholars in the next uh, five to 10 years. Um, for example, the location um, choice of multinational corporations uh, could be very different. And also uh, multinational corporations uh, they will face a new competitive dynamics that, uh, and also they need to develop a new set of, you know, um, strategic move. And also I feel like the multi-embeddedness nature of multinational corporations uh, would have changed because of the new ways of uh, working. And I also feel like, you know, um, there's another big thing uh, from my perspective. So I, we'll see actually the technology changes our IP research and how technologies, uh, that is the research and the development, change the world uh, in the past 20 years will be very different from the so-called metaverse technologies uh, that will change our world in the next um, 20 years. I think with the um, development of the uh, virtual world uh, that runs along with the real world, and I think um, multinational corporations, you know, they should, you know, explore, you know, the opportunities and also the threat. And also they need to, you know, um, also come up with the new strategies and how to deal with such a, you know, um, the big change um, in the future. And uh, about your question about how would I advise my, you know, um, teacher students and also uh, other junior faculty members. So I feel like, you know, um, in our field, of course, we need to publish, okay? So I think um, in terms of the publications, I feel like there are two, you know, um, critical skills. Um, this first one should be the um, critical thinking. And the second one should be the uh, logical flow. For the critical thinking, I feel like, you know, um, this is about how you develop, you know, the um, new research direction. And also about you know, the logical flow. So that means how are you going to convey your message um, or present your message, your ideas in a, you know, a very logical way so that you know, the audience can easily understand you know, the main ideas. So um, my advice to um, my PhD students, I always ask them to go out and talk to audience. Just like the questions that you asked me, you know, um, you are bypass and then uh, the audience asked me, you know, what kind of research that um, I've been working on. So actually I use the same approach to uh, kind of, you know, uh, advise my patient students to go out and talk to people, especially if they know nothing about your field. They can be research students in other disciplines, but they have no knowledge about our IV field. If they feel your you know, research idea is very interesting, so that means you can develop, you have already developed you know, the 
uh, kind of the logical flow. You can present the ideas uh, in a logical way and they understand and also arouse their interest. Okay, and also for the um, junior faculty members, I feel like, you know, I would advise them to um, join uh, the junior faculty consortium and also the uh, maybe uh, paper development uh, workshop. And this is a very good opportunity for um, the junior faculty member to learn from well-established scholars. Uh, because um, how, you know, um, many uh, scholars, they, you know, they can, uh, published so many papers and are well uh, established in our field. They have, you know, uh, at least they have the two skills, important skills I just explained, you know, um, uh, critical thinking and also the, the logical flow. So uh, I'm sure the junior faculty members, they can learn a lot from them. And also, um, actually our community, um, the AIB, um, usually in the past, you know, the, uh, the chairman and also the uh, organizing committee, so they spend a lot of time to get together with uh, um, many well-established scholars uh, to become, you know, the speaker to try to um, share with them, you know, their, you know, um, experience in their um, academic career. So I'm sure that junior faculty members they should take this opportunities to to try to attend more of these kind of, you know, um, these seminars and workshops organized by our own IB community. And these are the advice. Perfect. Uh, Christine, uh, I've completed so far 100, 100, uh, 135 interviews. You're the first person who mentioned Metaverse uh, world. I I'm curious, I have to ask a follow-up question. Did you buy real estate in Metaverse? Uh, not yet, but I observe there's one property um, uh, development, uh, um, it's a multinational corporation, it's a listed company in Hong Kong. They start to sell, you know, the uh, property in the virtual world. So I'm very curious about, you know, the, the operation. So, so that's why I feel like this is the, the direction. Um, it's, uh, it's happening. And um, so I think uh, in the next uh, 20 years, I think um, this is the way to go. I'm very sure. Interesting. Because, uh, Interesting. How, how will that impact IB, IB scholarship or IB practice? Uh, how, how, how will that impact us, in your opinion? What do you think? Yeah, I just feel like, you know, because uh, uh, the virtual world actually, you know, uh, operates alongside with our real world. So that means that the, in the past, we have been, you know, uh, studying, you know, the competitive advantage of the firms, for example, in the real world. We're not in the virtual world. So this is uh, the similar set of, you know, compelling advantage can also be applied, you know, in the virtual world. So there's a lot of, you know, um, uh, opportunities and also new research directions for, for, for us and also for the um, teacher students and also the junior faculty members. They can explore because uh, we're talking about, you know, maybe the next um, uh, 10 years or, or so, yeah. Interesting. Uh, the second question, uh, who was the most uh, influential person uh, on your uh, development when you were going through the PhD program? Or uh, in general, uh, who, who had the most impact on you? Uh, okay. um, in I have two names in my mind. Um, the first one is uh, Professor Richard Scott. So I attend um, his seminars about you know, institution um, theories. So that's why I start to, you know, actually he planted a seed in my mind. 
Okay, so that's why I throw, you know, the past uh, 20 years or so. So I have been working on, you know, the institutional environment and also, um, uh, actually, this is um, he has a great impact on my research direction. Okay, and the other person, a uh, scholar in mind, is uh, uh, Professor Tatiana Kostova, mm-hmm. and um, and also she uh, has a uh, you know a very influential work in the um, study you know the institutional environment and also the um, the institute and uh, the institutional environment uh, within multinational corporations. So I always enjoyed uh, reading her papers many, many times. So every time I read uh, her papers, I could have uh, some new insight. So I think um, these, are, of course, there are so many, you know, different uh, well-established scholars in our, in our field. And all these, you know, scholars, um, they are considered to be well-established. They already had a, a substantial uh, impact on all of us. But I just named uh, these two um, scholars because uh, they have a, a maybe more direct impact on my research. So that's why I really thank them. And also, um, that's uh, I think I'm lucky to get to know um, this is two well-known scholars personally. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, the last question. What's the question that I should have asked you about Thailand? Mm, I think uh, when uh, you have already asked the. Uh, the, all the important questions. So I think uh, this is the only questions that I don't have an answer <laughs> for you. <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, this was very interesting. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I learned a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm sure the audience will agree with me. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. And um, I will hope to see you in person uh, very soon. And also, I also love to see, you know, to meet and also communicate and talk with other, you know, um, IB scholars in person in the near future. This this year, it will be equally. Okay. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Same to you. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.